I love when we're seeing another oh angle of this. Oh my god. Here we go. Here we go. Girl, get away young, from that young ledge. Steinfeld. Oh, they're using the same footage. That's cool. Oh my god. Yeah, they I are using it. the same footage. This is cool. Oh, and she was watching. <laughs> wow. That's the wow. cool one. Welcome back to New Rockstars. The first two episodes of Marvel's Hawkeye on Disney Plus are here. Teaming up Hawkeye Clint Barton with new protege Kate Bishop, but against whom? Of the many shady characters on this series, is Kate's mother, Eleanor Bishop, secretly the one killing everyone? We don't trust that red gown. No, Did not she at all. use the Battle of New York as a cover to kill her husband? What the hawk? What the hawk? What the hawk indeed? This is Inside Marvel, our weekly after show for Hawkeye on Disney Plus from now through the end of the year. I'm Eric Voss and I'm here with MTMT. Hawkeye's here. Happy Hawkeye holidays. is here. Haley Steinfeld is here with the bow and arrow. It's the most wonderful time of the year I hear. It is great That's what I hear. for me. Did you know it's Christmas time in the MCU? Because it's Christmas time. Yes, it's it Christmas is. Um, I'm getting yeah. that vibe a little bit. Um, a little lights here and there. Uh, a little Christmas cheer. Yeah. We don't need um, to eat turkey tomorrow. It's Christmas time. <laughs> well, <laughs> a quick recap of episodes one and two. We get this crazy prologue showing Kate witnessing the Battle of New York from her own perspective. They love dipping back into that 2012 well. You know, that's how Loki opened, Endgame love going back there. We're just going to see like eight different layers. This is going to be like uh, Order 66 of the MCU. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, it was a huge event. It was like basically the 9-11 of the MCU. It's like, yeah. Things right. popped off. But the MCU has like had 10 9-11s at this point. Like yes. the snap. It was the original 9-11 yeah. of the MCU. The OG 9-11. <laughs> oh uh, so we find uh, her parents, Eleanor and Derek, arguing about money in a plush midtown penthouse. <laughs> One percenter problems, apparently. But a Hawkeye arrow saves Kate from uh, some Chitari that are coming to kill her. But Derek does not survive. Hmm. Mm. We don't know exactly what happened with him. But Kate decides to avenge her father's death by becoming an archer, a fencer, a gymnast, a martial artist, a trophy collector. She does it all, folks. She ends up getting uh, suspended or expelled from college for collapsing a bell tower. It looked like it was from the family of Obadiah Stane. <laughs> Which, you know, great. good, honestly. Because uh, screw those guys. Screw those guys. <laughs> uh, we find out that Eleanor now runs Bishop Security, a private security firm. Hmm. Mm. And Kate attends a party where she learns Eleanor is engaged to Jack DeCane, uh, whose uncle Armand does not approve of this engagement. But then Kate snoops down to a secret auction of collectibles recovered from Avengers Compound, including mm. Clint's Ronin gear and his sword from Avengers Endgame. Uh, but then, boom, boom, the tracksuit mafia, bro, they sack this auction to steal some mystery watch. Mm. But in this chaos, Jack grabs the sword and then Kate fights the tracksuit wearing Clint's gear, which she was able to change into in record time, I gotta hey say. Hey, man, she just got the skills like that. It's wardrobe change yeah. like that. You gotta have she it. She has a trophy for quick changes. Uh, <laughs> and the action, the stunts of this series are oh, so really much good. fun. So good. Like, I love the yeah. direction of the show. It honestly yeah. feels like the comic come to life, the Matt Fraction run. 
So right, this is all based on Matt Fraction of David Aha comics. It, mm-hmm. it feels tonally exactly what it feels like to read those comics. So she saves a one-eyed dog, Lucky the pizza dog from the comics, though <laughs> the not yet named Lucky. The best character in this series. I didn't so think far the best. Could beat Haley, but it is the, the dog. Pizza I know, dog. and he has he has one eye taken out, but like that's VFX. We've seen that dog on set. That's I think they just do a little VFX on the dog's eye. I, I don't no, the like dog the is idea just of them having winking, to do stuff. Because he's just always cute. winking at us. He's, he's winking, got a he's secret. Like... It was this dog all along. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated to know maybe they they might give this dog a different name by the end of the show. Like it was named Lucky by Clint later mm. on in the in the comics. What if this dog's name is like Clint or something like that? By the oh end my show? god, like, we'll that we'll would be that so. That would be kind of concerning because that being Clint I would. I know. Uh, I know. I know. I know. I know. I don't want to go there yet. Might. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, big twist at the end of this episode: Kate finds Armand the Third murdered. <gasps> Who did this? Our Was it Armand? Armand <laughs> the Seventh, the little boy, the little Armand. There can only be one Armand. <laughs> yeah. Give me the money. Give me the money. While all this is going on, Clint Barton takes his kids to see Rogers the Musical on Broadway. Oh my I could do this all amazing. day. Oh, I loved it. But Clint hilariously just lowers his hearing aids so he doesn't have to listen to it. <laughs> I wish I had that option. It's like, hmm, I'm done. <laughs> and this musical's taking liberties with the events of the Battle of New York, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Ant-Man's there. Uh, actually, a uh, little tease for this week on New Rockstars. We were able to get in touch with Nico De Jesus, who plays that guy. Yes. And he's going to be on Rogue Theory this Friday. Oh going super into some cool theories dude. with us. Super, super cool dude. Please go see yeah. it. Amazing. Yes. Uh, so tune in to see more of that. But um, after this musical, you know, Clint is kind of triggered by watching these events. He's like, why are they just making light of it? He has that moment checking mm-hmm. with the Natasha dancer. He clearly is like... My dead friend, like, you don't blame him for wanting to tune out of this. But then, uh, after they go back to the hotel room after dinner, uh, he sees Kate in his Ronin gear on TV. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh, wait, how am I on TV and standing here at the same time? (laughs) I don't understand telecommunications. But uh, he goes out and finds her in the street, beats up all the tracksuit guys, and then unmasks her. And she's like, I'm your biggest fan! So that brings us into episode two, which things go by much quicker here. The tracksuits bomb Kate's flat with Molotov cocktails. She and Clint have to hide in her aunt's place. Clint has to track down his Ronin gear. Uh, uh, one of the first responders is also a LARPer named Grills. <laughs> yes. Uh, Grills Ooh. is also from the comics, making us nervous that Yo. this guy's name is Grills, right? I, I literally said, no! When no! I heard his name, because I loved him so much. He's such You're a gr- Why does your name have to be Grills? Oh, boy. Oh, God. Like, yeah. When- <laughs> When he, sorry, this is really random. When he, when he came up on the phone when 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 Clint found him, literally the hardest I've ever laughed in MCU history. Like his video yeah. that he put his TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I've never the laughed TikTok that hard. Great. It's so funny. So funny. I loved it. Um, so I'm worried about this guy though. Um, mm. but LARPing with all of them does help Clint with his branding issues. We had that great moment in Times Square where we see, oh, puny tourist and all the other <laughs> Times Square Elmos and all them, including Katniss Everdeen making Hunger Games, now MCU canon. I love right. it. it. They're just sucking canon. in everything. Um, but then Kate does not suspect Jack one bit. She goats mm. him into, you know, just a casual dinner time fencing yeah. match. 
and she's able to get out of him his secret badass skills. Uh, but then he offers Kate a butterscotch from Armand's home. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then she leaves. He's like, it's just candy. Uh, a dead man's butterscotch, how dare you? <laughs> dead man's butterscotch. So Clint allows himself to be taken by the tracksuits, uh, as well as their lieutenant, Kazzy, the clown, also from the comics. Uh, mm. And uh, he tries to get them to stop hunting Kate, but they're like, uh, no, we hated that guy who did it. And he's like, but it was not her, but it's not me, but it was him, you know, who had that history with the tracksuits. Uh, Kate drops him with no gun. And we meet Echo, Maya Lopez, mm. the gang's leader, who's able to sense the vibrations from the huge speakers as she uh, prepares most likely to pull their teeth out. But, like, she she's a deaf superhero from the comics. She's a badass. She's going to get her own spinoff on Disney+. Plus. We actually talked about Echo in last week's episode of Inside Marvel. We're going to go into her character more as the series comes on. But really, it's clear that Eleanor Bishop is hiding something. Oh, I think yeah, we can all sure. agree. For sure. So what are her skeletons in the closet? Does one of them have a shitty goatee? Probably. <laughs> But before we get to that, our merch partners at the Epic Hero Shop are having a huge Black Friday sale right now with awesome discounts all over the site. Huge announcement, they're opening up the vault of all previous latest Obsession shirts from Loki, The Mandalorian, and more. Here is your chance to get your hands on some of these designs that were previously suspended. They're back alive! And they're so rare! More rare than the McRib! So get one before they head back into the vault. Find all of that at EpicHeroShop.com. And now that it's Hawkeye season, the newest shirt in the latest obsession line is awesome. It is inspired by Hawkeye. And when you get it, you will get the added option to write in a custom shout out that will appear along the bottom of the screen during these Hawkeye after shows. Let's see what we have here. Ooh, Lil Debbie asks, could Kate Bishop's father still be alive? That's an interesting thought. I think there was, I think we're going to revisit the moment of his death or not death just because we didn't see it. And I think we're going to learn yeah. more about what happened. Sassy Cassie asks, could Lucky the Pizza Dog actually be a flurkin? <laughs> All adorable pets in the MCU must be flurkins. Oh, I, I mean, that's a new hey, role. yeah, I don't blame you for suspecting because, you know, Goose was kind of a surprise to a lot of people. Uh-huh. But I think Lucky's a good, he's a, he's a normal, normal boy. No more like yep. winking boy. Uh, and Chester asks, petition for Eric and MT to put bro at the end of every question. <laughs> I think um, bro, I think you're right, bro. I don't I know think if I can do to... that, Chester. Uh, I don't think that's in my system, bro. I, maybe I could do that, bro. You know, that's what I do, bro. All right, MT, what's our big question coming out of this episode? Well, Eric, what the hawk is Eleanor Bishop hiding? Because I do not trust this chick at all, Eric. Yes, me neither, MT. Let's recap. So in the prologue, Eleanor and Derek Bishop are arguing about money, something even Mm. people in the Midtown penthouses can't help but talk about, right? It's the root Mm. of all evil. And everyone is uh, is servant to the money overlords. Well, uh, Eleanor says that they need to sell the penthouse. Derek argues that he'll be able to turn things around. Yeah, baby, just give me another weekend, baby. I got a big deal. I'm going to move some rugs. I got some rugs are going to move. It fell off the end of a truck. I'm going to move these things so fast, baby. And it's like, what is this guy doing in this apartment? She's like a real housewife. And he's like, I drive cars. Everyone's like, yo, there's a hot game of dice outside. I feel, I'm feeling lucky today, baby. I'll, I'll be right back. He feels so uncomfortable at these fancy parties. Like, why can't I just get a beer? Oh, I don't know how to pronounce these things on the menu. Can you just give me some noodles with butter? What's so hard about that? The gravy, just give me some. He's like a, like Tony Soprano's third tier down from from the sanitation business. 100%. He's a very, yeah. he's, he seems like, but he also seems like a very chill like dude, like a more relaxed person than uh, right. Eleanor is. I mean, hey, we're making fun of them, but guys like this totally exist in, in New York. Like, their wives are totally, like, spending that cash. And he's just like, I make the money. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, 
But anyway, so during this fight, uh, Eleanor says that a solution won't just fall from the sky, but then one totally does. During mm. the chaos of the Battle of New York, the penthouse gets destroyed. Derek is killed, seemingly taking the family's financial struggles with him to the grave. But did Kate's dad really die as a direct result of the Battle of New York, or was something more sinister going on in the Bishop house that morning? Well, it's interesting to note that in the comics, it's Kate's mother that is out of the picture, and her father is a parental figure that she butts heads with as a teen. It's also heavily implied that Derek Bishop was responsible for Eleanor's mysterious disappearance and death. So if MCU Kate is being raised by her mother and not her father, could they also be flipping the script on which Bishop is a power-hungry murderer? Let's investigate, because just before the battle began, Derek told Kate that he was heading downstairs to his office. And then shortly after this, Eleanor told her daughter the same thing, that she'd be downstairs. But when Eleanor came to rescue Kate after the explosion, she was alone. And the viewers are both like left to assume that Derek died in the wreckage, but we never see a body. No corpse, no death, folks. We want to see the body drop. And if we don't, they're still alive or they were murdered in some other way. Exactly, that is the rule for any piece of media. If you don't see the body, it's a, it's suspect. You don't know. So we don't know exactly what killed Kate's dad. If like he was crushed by the building collapsing, why was Eleanor able to escape back up the stairs, but Derek wasn't? Did the explosion somehow miss her and only take out the husband? I guess it's possible, but it's also possible that Eleanor seized the opportunity to get rid of him once and for all with a nice little shove. Like she could have made the choice to leave him behind to die, or she could have straight up murdered him when she realized this battle would be a perfect cover for his death. Like it just seems. Like like Eleanor is going to be a textbook red-collar criminal, aka a seemingly normal person who turns violent to solve their money struggles. She wanted to move out of the penthouse and poof, the penthouse was destroyed and she was probably able to convince Jake from State Farm to give her the insurance payout. <laughs> Her husband was being irresponsible with the finances? Well, great, he's not around to do that anymore. Seems like the Battle of New York just solved all of Eleanor's problems. Hey man, it's better than uh, marriage counseling, you know? It's, yeah. It's murder. <laughs> Who, no one has time for that. No one's right. just, you know, just cut the wire as Tony Stark would say. Uh, but it's also worth questioning whether Eleanor took advantage of an opportunity the chaos of the Battle of New York opened up to her or whether her solution falling from the skyline might have been a hint that she actually knew what was coming and planned this ahead of time, premeditated it. But in order for that to be true, what kind of character could even possibly know that the Chitauri invasion was imminent? That caught the Avengers off guard, even in that moment. Are we looking at a Hydra operative? Are we looking at a sorceress? Or perhaps an extraterrestrial like a Skrull? Oh my God! If oh my, what if oh my, what if she? Oh my, what, oh, if, what if oh my? Aliens have oh my God. That would be nuts. Haley, that would be oh, absolutely nuts. nuts. We what got a theory heck? train leaving the station, <laughs> going off a cliff. I can't accept crazy. that theory. No, she has to be like pure human. Haley Steinfeld. Secret Invasion was announced. Mt. We have to be looking for scrolls under every rock. This is true. And one of those rocks is part of the penthouse that just collapsed. It's also just worth pointing out that Eleanor Bishop has something weird going on with her body. She is surprisingly <laughs> nimble. To impress Kate, she does this trick shot, catching the carrot in her mouth. Yes. That, or if that was a carrot. I don't know what that was. I didn't hear a crunch. It was something. It was some kind of Some food. type of food object. A food object. There was that photo of Eleanor doing the handstand on the cliff. 
Mm. Uh, the opening titles make it clear that Eleanor oversaw all of Kate's training. Like she doesn't freak mm. out when Kate and Jack want a fence in the foyer. She can do more than she lets on. She's not that boozy despite all the wine she's drinking. She can do a lot. And then she also has got shady friends. That includes mm -hmm. her fiance, Jack Duquesne, who's of course based on Jacques Duquesne, the swordsman from the Marvel comics. Absolutely. Hawkeye's mentor. He kind of goes back and forth being a villain, but he's also kind of like an Avenger. Like he's a good guy and a lot of stuff. Um, but with his uncle Armand, the Duquesne family, along with the bishops, seem to be a highly influential wealthy family. But clearly he has secrets and Kate suspects a liar right off the bat from him. She realized something was up the moment she noticed her mom's penthouse full of freaking swords. They've been doing some redecorating. And then Eleanor and Jack's engagement was hidden from Kate at first. Kate overhears Armand threatening Eleanor saying, don't try that on me. And reminding her that he too has powerful friends. So who could these uh, powerful friends be? Who are both of them in league with, working with? What elements of the criminal underworld should we uh, wonder about here? And then Jack and Armand attend this auction of black market collectibles taken from Avengers Compound. Now, Eleanor wasn't there, but she probably was aware it was going on, right? She mm. runs a private security company. Like, yeah. I kind of have to wonder if Jack could have been her proxy during this auction or just someone who was on the inside as she knew what was going to happen. Armand suggests that he's reached a breaking point with Eleanor. There's some tension. Jack's just like, whatever, old man, I don't care. And during this debacle, Jack takes Hawkeye's sword. Armand ends up murdered via a sword. Jack has a butterscotch from Armand's home. We're clearly meant to suspect Jack, but I think more is going on here. So MT, I'm going to lay out my theory for you. I want to hear your thoughts. All right, lay it on me, bro. Okay, I think Eleanor killed Derek. I think she has blood on her hands from Kate's father's death. And I Agreed. think both of them, the reason they were so rich is that they were both profiting from organized crime in New York City. But Derek Bishop was just kind of the screw up who maybe inherited his position, was not the true brains of the operation. I think Eleanor was the brains of that marriage. She was a fearsome fighter in her own right. Maybe even Madame Mask in another life. Uh, and then after Derek's death, she might have used her Duquesne connections to forge her own ascendancy to the point to where she's now running Bishop Security to give the elite criminals of the city cover to engage in illegal activities like black market weapon sales, like we saw in this episode, episode one. And I think she knew about this auction. She sent the tracksuits, though, in to steal that watch. Maybe a side deal that Armand didn't know about, but Jack totally did. And now they're trying to make us think it was Jack who killed Armand. Maybe that was the case. I think it's also possible that it was Eleanor or whoever they actually work for. Because I think Eleanor is in league with Kazi, in league with Echo, and the tracksuits. They all report to her. But it's also possible that both Echo and Eleanor report to someone above them, like... Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. <laughs> Podcasts on yeah, podcast your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. 
Kingpin. And I think that watch could have some sentimental value to Wilson Fisk. And that's why they were sent to go retrieve it so that no one else could bid on it. What do you think, MT? I I do like this a lot. This makes a lot of sense. This makes a, a whole lot of sense. Um, and I do like the Kingpin twist because we, I mean, we do have a, a, a inkling that Daredevil's coming. And, you know, we could yeah. get, you know, hopefully I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio back. D'Onofrio just tweeted himself. last week saying exactly. he's really excited. It looks really <laughs> fun. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, MT. It's the criminal uh, it underworld cool. of New York always has his kingpin at the top of it. Exactly. And, like, it would be a huge sell for the Hawkeye series and all the Disney Plus series in general to have, you know, that Daredevil Netflix integration. So I, I love it a lot. Though I do think in regards to, you know, Jack um, himself, I think he's just a, an asshole. I think he's just a jerk <laughs> who just really <laughs> likes swords. And he's, you know, he's rich. And Eleanor is taking advantage of this. I think that Eleanor... It's yeah. kind of a uh, you know a gold digger type person who's just well, that like much all right clear. yeah she's like I'm gonna leech off of Derek and then I'm gonna kill Derek and then I'm gonna leech off of Jack and I'm gonna you know when I'm done with Jack I'm gonna you know move our way to the top and it feels very Hydra like to me because that's what Hydra oh. does throughout history they latch themselves because Hydra themselves are not Nazis they worked with the Nazis which is kind yeah, of they worse were worse than, than being Nazis a, <laughs> which is literally worse than being a Somehow Nazi worse and than then Nazis, like. Yeah. When the Nazis were done, they latched on to the other organization. This is what they do. And so I think that Eleanor could potentially be a human personification of that. Um, and we could be, because like, like you said, it's weird that she knew that the, it sort, it sort of feels like she knew that the battle yeah. was coming, which, which she said like, oh, you know, a solution can't just fall from the sky. Wink. But S.H.I.E.L.D. knew that Loki was on his way to New York and that New York was going to be a, uh, a point of where, what's going to happen. So since Shield was compromised, she could have known ahead of time. So it just. So you're very... saying she might be Madame Hydra? Ma- I don't know Madame Hydra, but it feels okay. very Hydra-like. I mean, it would be cool if it was Madame Hydra, but like I don't know. It just it just feels like what what whatever is going on. It just feels very Hydra-like to me, and I feel like at least yeah. maybe she has Hydra connections. Who knows? I think we need to poll our audience. Like, what are um, Eleanor Bishop's secret loyalties? Mm-hmm. Is it with uh, Hydra? Is it with the Skrull Empire? Uh, is it with uh, some kind of sorceress uh, connection? I think that'd be kind of crazy. We haven't seen much evidence of that. Uh, is it with Kingpin? Uh, or is she just on her own plan? Like, is she her own woman? She seems to be fully uh, capable of running her own criminal empire just on her own merits. Strong, independent uh, woman. Yes, she is. But I want to talk more about this watch uh, in a second. We have more questions mm. about this watch. Uh, but first, we want to thank Butcher Box for sponsoring this episode. Quality really matters when it comes to the meat that will be the centerpiece of your holiday meals. And when you invest in high-quality meat from Butcher Box, the benefits go way beyond a great-tasting meal. We are big fans of the beef and pork options from Butcher Box. Off-screen producer Zach made some of their pork ribs recently. They were a big hit. Every month, Butcher Box ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat depending on the box you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals. They're packed fresh and shipped frozen for convenience so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. Customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you'll get exactly what you want. This holiday ButcherBox is proud to give new members free New York Strip steaks for a year. This deal has been offered before and it won't last forever. Get two delicious 100% grass-fed New York Strip steaks for free in every box for a year. This offer is only available until November 30th, 2021. So get it before it is gone. Just go 
go to butcherbox.com slash Marvel to sign up. That's butcherbox.com slash Marvel to receive this limited time offer of free New York strip stakes for a year. Also, thanks to Coinbase for sponsoring us. If you've been following the cryptocurrency craze, now is the time to start getting involved. Coinbase makes it quick and easy to start your own portfolio and learn to trade like a pro. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management, protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets start today with Coinbase. And for a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash Marvel. Sign up at coinbase.com slash Marvel for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offers for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash Marvel. Also, getting underwear or socks for Christmas used to be a joke. Those were the bummer presents you hated to get, but Stance has changed all that with their comfy, colorful gear. These are the kinds of stockings you will be thrilled to have stuffed in your stocking. Stance's premium line of socks, apparel, and more always comes correct with colorful designs, innovative materials, and choice fits that are built to last. Their all-star collaborator lineup also sets the brand apart. They have really cool current collaborations with brands that new Rockstars fans will enjoy like Marvel, Star Wars, Batman, and Pixar. There's also some really cool holiday-themed socks with Clark Griswold, The Grinch, and Buddy the Elf on them. So check out Stance for all the latest, including several different subscription options that are sure to keep your friends and family feeling great all year round. Stance has a perfect gift for every punk and poet on your list. Go see for yourself. It's easy. Just head on over to stance.com and pick out some styles you think they might like. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming. <laughs> make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders of male grooming and their brand new fourth generation <laughs> performance package. Join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com slash Marvel for 20% off plus free shipping. Look, I'm not afraid to admit uh, there have been times I've been uh, grooming downstairs and I ended up on my own naughty list. But Manscaped has helped my confidence now because the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, as well as the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and Travel Bag to hold all these goodies. And uh, this 4.0 trimmer, I'm telling you, I can I can just trim with confidence. I'll be on my own nice list from now on. Uh, this fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology it also gives you the ability to turn the 4000k led spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave plus the whole thing's waterproof so get 20 percent off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash marvel that's 20 percent off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash marvel make your balls a priority this fall choose manscaped your balls will thank you all right mt what the hawk was the watch that was taken from Avengers Compound? I I threw out a theory that maybe this could be tied to Kingpin. This was something from Wilson Fisk's collection that was confiscated. He was happy to get it back. MT, what do you think this watch was? Yeah, so I have two kind of weird theories here. Um, very wild. I think, you know, one, you know, the more 
obvious one is, you know, it could be a piece of Stark tech because Avengers Avengers compound is very Stark heavy. And, you know, everyone wants that Stark technology. Um, yeah. So it could just be a piece of Stark tech co connected to, you know, quantum realm. Because I really do think mm. that quantum mania, the term quantum mania is in reference to the quantum energy um, race that um, Sonny Birch alluded to in Ant-Man 2. Oh. Um, like maybe they're really close to building like a quantum gate and they just need something in that watch as the final like clue or the final thing to get them to finally um, master that. However, another theory that I have is, you know, with, I think this this could also be Stark tech related, but in another way, because we know that Eleanor is a security lady. She runs a security thing. What if uh -huh. she is doing security for the new Stark facility and like she needs oh and she wants to break into it and open up a safe but she doesn't have the last piece and like the watch oh. is like that piece of stark technology so i'm just trying to think of what security she's running that is evil for evil purposes and like it's yeah who knows i would love to see if um XCON shows up here as a, as yeah. a rival. Oh, That'd sure. be amazing. I would love that so much. <laughs> it's just interesting. It seems like a lot of things are pointing toward Armor Wars, right? Like from right, the, right. the Winter Soldier, uh, you had Sharon Carter as a power broker. Uh, she had other buyers on the phone. And then as you mentioned, Sonny Birch from Ant-Man the Wasp, she, he, he was working for a buyer as well, some mystery buyer. Uh, right. And then we saw in the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, it seems like Stark Tech is getting into the wrong hands. Uh, Doc Ock mm. has uh, the nanobots from the Iron Spider armor now on his arms. Uh, right. Also, uh, I'm pretty sure there is a Stark arc reactor, chest reactor in that final battle on uh, on Electro's chest. Like that's mm. another kind of football that is in play in the MCU now. So yeah, I think a lot of people are trying to get their hands on Stark tech. I'm wondering if this watch could be part of the Mark 46 armor from Civil War. Remember that he had the, mm. the watch that he pulled over his hand and he was able to use that to block uh, Bucky's gunshot. Remember when Bucky tried to shoot Iron Man in the face? Yikes. <laughs> Iron Man remembers and he's dead. But um, yes. yeah, so I'm wondering if this, uh, this could be one of Tony Stark's watches that was connected to that. Uh, I'm just, I love that all these toys are still in the toy box. Right. And like, I wonder if we're going to see damage control in this season because, you know, damage oh, control fun. was a really big part of, um, homecoming and like, you know, they yeah. were the part of Vulture's whole crew getting all their stuff. And so with this huge spaceship and the huge wreckage of uh, Endgame happening, yeah. all sorts of goodies uh, to pour over. And like, that is not going to stay contained into the, you know, the proper places. It's going to spread all over the world. And that's what all happens when aliens show up. That um, yep, yeah. that's what happens. <laughs> but MT, I want to ask you, what the hawk really happened to Derek Bishop? Could he still be alive? Mm. To answer little little Debbie's question, I think that Derek is dead. Um, okay. I think Derek's gone. Um, but I definitely think that he was murdered by Eleanor. There is no way that he was killed by Chitari that quickly. Like literally, like it's like, oh, let's get out of here. It's like, where's Dad? Dad was literally downstairs with you, like you said. It's like, he was downstairs with you. It's uh -huh. too sketchy. Like, she was murdered by Eleanor. Eleanor is a cold... And, like, you can tell by the way that Eleanor interacts with Kate that she's sort of really just cold and manipulative in a weird yeah. way. It's a very weird, like, manipulative relationship. And, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very... You, you got just watch it again if you haven't seen it. But it's very... It seems very subtly obvious if you're aware of it. Yeah, I don't think it's subtle at all, MT. I, I think like it's clear that um, Eleanor is grooming Kate 
to mm. take over for whatever crazy super abilities uh, Eleanor secretly has. Uh, she's grooming Kate to like follow in her footsteps to take over the security company and be just as evil as she is. So uh, I think you're right. I think you're onto something there. Uh, and uh, I don't think Derek Bishop is still secretly alive because that would just mean that Eleanor Bishop is less evil. And I think she's evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, and what, what's the reason to keep him alive for? Like, do you have like, like special organs. blood? Like, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to die. No, you still have a piece of a liver left and I want to farm that for the next auction. It's like we're saving you for a uh, vision and uh, and a zombie yeah. Wanda. <laughs> Your body parts slowly being eaten. <laughs> so, Eric, next question. What the hawk was going on the day of the Battle of New York in the city? Yes, I think this argument over money suggests that there was something going on, some kind of dealing. And I find this fascinating that they're revisiting this one day in the city because, like, you know, there are all these stories about the day of 9-11 in New York City. Mm-hmm. There's about to be a big drug bust. There's going to be a big raid, like, against, like, criminal elements. And this is real life. This isn't yeah. me making this shit up. In uh, 9-11 in New York in 2001, NYPD, there was, uh, was going to be this big drug bust that happened. But then, obviously, way bigger story happening that day. So I love that, like... In the MCU, they may imply there was a lot of things going on that day. Mm. And then Chitauri Invasion, everyone's focus shifted. And I'm wondering if we might find out that between the Bishop family, the Duquesne family, potentially the Fisk operation, uh, there might have been all this other stuff going on. And they all were able to exploit those events in different ways and Mm. then kind of reforge their own destinies. And, you know, the whole balance of power shifted that day. And because everyone's eyes were focused up at the sky, people uh, had blinders on for what was going on in their own pockets. And Mm. I think this is a ripe opportunity to bring in Wilson Fisk as someone who is able to to manipulate DODC and these other organizations. We already know that was happening with uh, Adrian Toomes' operation, right? So who is in league with Adrian Toomes and scavenging all this tech? Who who really profited from the Battle of New York? I think it's there's a reason why we're visiting that day, and it's not just to show us Kate Bishop's origin story. I think it's to suggest that a lot of people were affected by those events in various ways. Oh yeah, and like you know, in in the original Daredevil series on Netflix, the Battle of New York was like the main focus of a lot of That's people's right. past. It was, it was constantly That's referenced right. as like the event, or you know, and and all that stuff. So I feel like maybe potentially in like because we you know we do have rumors of Kingpin and Daredevil. We could see the the origins of Daredevil in another 2012 flashback. I mean, That'd be that dope. That would be so great. Because like because that why I, a truck could just crash and fall on a small child and make him blind. Um, not yeah. just fall on this child. Like the chemicals fall on the child. The, the truck fell on the child. The child would be a, a swoosh child. Um, but yeah, no, I think that this would be a great way to to do like all right. This is young Matt Murdock. Chitauri made him blind. I mean, my hope is that, like, it still is just Charlie Cox, and they find a way to suggest that, like, Matt Murdock... From the from the Netflix series can just be in the MCU, you know, like mm. like he would be that age. I don't I don't think we need to see the the truck accident again, or maybe like we revisited the one that we saw. I I just think Charlie Cox is so great in this role. If we can find some kind of like multiversal explanation to how he can just be in the MCU, he'd be perfect. You know, I, I think that you know I think you can do both. I think that you can have like the same events of like the story of like his origin happen, but like sort of twist his um, origin story a little bit. But, like, since there technically could be variants, I don't really know how the contract is with Netflix and, like, whether what elements of the show they can use. Um, like, do mm-hmm. they just fully own 
everything? No. no, I don't think Disney owns a Netflix series. Yeah. Netflix owns those. But, yeah, that's what um, I'm thinking. But so just... Netflix's contract with Charlie Cox is up, and uh, yeah. I, I don't think they can make new ones. The rights yeah. reverted to Marvel. and I just don't know how much they can reference from the original Netflix series is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they can bring in the actors, but I don't think they can like show footage and say, that was yeah. MCU canon. You know? so I think that they'll do a lot of implication. It's like, all right. This is Matt Murdock and like the events of Daredevil that you know happened. We're not going to say it happened, but like here's our origin and like here's a yeah. variant of Matt Murdock and we're just going to continue because oh, you know, I see. this is because the same thing happened to him here too. So whatever. Right. Um, I think so, that's probably the cleanest way to do it to suggest everything that happened in the Netflix shows was like a, an alternate side universe. But mm-hmm. like in this universe, Matt Murdock still looks like Charlie Cox. And yeah. He's just also daredevil in this universe i, I don't yeah. think too many fans would question it if that's yeah. the narrative that was presented because they could easily just do it it's incorporated without saying anything just subtly yeah, do just it. do it just yeah. do it charlie cox I, I guarantee you charlie cox vincent d'onofrio uh they're all they're all down for it they're all oh, they yeah. all want to be 100 everyone wants that marvel money i wanted to ask you mt why do you think armand like i get why jack duquesne wanted the sword because he's a swordsman he wants it why do you think armand wanted that sword in particular just like a collector's fancy or was it something else it it, could have just been a collector's fancy because like i I don't think that armand was a bad dude i think that you know he was trying to warn kate about her mom he's like your mom kind of a kind of a bad person and that's a really weird thing to say to somebody's daughter but he was just straight up it's like yeah, I don't really like your mom, but, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, I just think that he was just like, I just want this sword because he was probably into swords, too, like his son. I think he his son got his love of swords from his father. And, like, it's just a mm-hmm. thing that the uh, the Armand family do. And so they were just bidding on the sword because they both like swords. <laughs> I think that's yeah. just what it is. Um, well, Jack was doing it because, like, he was just being a yeah. jerk. Um, but like, you know, I think that he knows that his dad will do it because he knows that his dad loves swords. I mean, maybe it's just the recency bias, but I do think it's interesting that this series drops just a few weeks after Eternals. And Eternals kind of has this sub-fascination with swords, with blades mm. in the MCU. I mean, literally blade in the MCU, but we have the ebony blade. <laughs> and they mentioned Excalibur, both kind of mm. having this interesting history. And then, yeah, when he opens up the box, it's the ebony blade inside. It's clearly cursed. It's whispering to him. Like... I, I think that there might be just these old families having these, these fascinations with these swords. Obviously, Hawkeye sword is a new thing that he built, you know, during the blip. But yeah, I'm wondering if there just could, there's, we're going to learn more about the history of all these old families uh, in the MCU uh, with, you know, Duquesne. Like, is there some kind of Duquesne lineage? The fact that there are so many Armands. We're going to learn about these old generations of these families uh, that are all have these obsession, these fascinations with these swords, you know, uh, and that Armand wants to collect it so that someone else can't, right? Yeah. And I, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe Armand and the Armand family have some type of connection to Batroc and his people from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because hey. we know nothing about, you know, the, his little mercenary gang. And, like, we know in the comics that, you know, Batroc and Swordsman were in a group together. I forget the name of the group right now, uh, briefly. And we remember from the, the credits of Falcon and Winter Soldier, we see, like, a sword logo, kind of like a mm. purple sword logo, um, sort of, like, implied, I believe, to be connected to Batroc and his people. Um, so oh. I'm thinking that... There's some type of Batroc connection there. And since, you know, 2012 is this, you know, time range, maybe we'll see Batroc again. Maybe, like, we'll see Batroc in a flashback 
um, between we would need to because that guy's dead. Mega dead. He got they they killed him. Well, I want to end MT with talking about Echo Maya Lopez, Aqua Cox, a a new member of the MCU, gonna get her own show. I just Mm -hmm. love this moment, this introduction of her, just like her hand on the speaker. She does that to the Mm tracksuit guy. Uh, He seems to have like a genuine respect and fear of her. He doesn't do any kind of eye roll or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like. He's clearly afraid of her. I want to know how she rose to such a level of respect among the track. Because these guys seem pretty like, they have no respect for Kate Bishop, for anybody mm-hmm. else. But Echo, they they fear her. So I want to know, what what's her backstory? Like, what do you think? I have this weird feeling that, you know, just because of how she was introduced. We, she's introduced in this red lit room. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, hmm, what if Echo is from the red room? What if like they're making it Echo? Oh, literal red room. Yeah, oh, like, cool. And that's why they they tinted it red, and then I she's love just that like theory. a red room um, survivor, and she's be- and she can copy people's powers like Taskmaster. So I'm sure what? Taskmaster was not the only person that they you know did stuff to in that manner. So Taskmaster you know. successor. Of the, oh man, we gotta go look through the the uh, Black Widow flickering screens to see if we see Maya Lopez's, yeah. or Alakwa Cox's face in there somewhere, because there's all those young girls all over the world. Could she have been another Black Widow? And is she empty? Golden Rogie for you. <laughs> I have these. I know it's not Rogue Theory, but that man, what a cool theory. I didn't even think about that. Um, but the fact that her powers are so similar to Taskmaster, she would be a perfect Taskmaster 2.0. Uh, for the MCU, like uh, obviously Echo is a completely different character in the Marvel comics. I totally understand that, but like the way they did Taskmaster in the Black Widow movie, I wasn't crazy about. Uh, but like I, Echo could just be like a, a better version of that. Yeah, because like you know we got to remember to what what Melina was talking about during that dinner scene. Like they there was this huge research going on into trying to hack the human mind and trying to you know right. break people's free will. So yeah. Taskmaster is not the only person and like obviously all the all the widows were not the only like experiments that they were doing um and so yeah, yeah there's going to be other people that can copy people's powers and whatnot in the MCU. i mean we know there was like lots of uh widows who ended up in all other kinds of work yelena belova obviously mm-hmm. but in shang chi we saw one in the macau uh exactly. fighting club that's and, part of like the criminal underworld like where are the where are the other widows could this yeah be and i think widow? we might see another widow in ant-man the wasp quantumania with the introduction of potentially Nadia Van Dyne, who is another Ant-Man hero, Ant-Man themed hero, who, you know, is the Wasp. She's the next Wasp after um, the Wasp. The the second Wasp, I guess. (laughs) The third Wasp. And she comes from the Red Room. So I think that this is, you know, Marvel trying to set up, you know, these heroes coming out of the Red Room. Because, like, there's a lot of badass girls coming out of there. And who needs a who need places in the MCU? So I'm all about it. MT, can I just compliment you on the on your regional dialect and the way you say rum? What, room, what did I say? You say Ru- red room. You say red, red room, room, which I know you're from the Boston area, and that's how a lot of people just say different things it's so differently. True. I get it's so I, true. but it's like so charming because I'm I'm just thinking Danny from The Shining, like red rub, red rub, chase red that red rub. I, I I barely have a Boston accent, but there's some little words like that. Like I'll say wicked all the time. People are like, why do, do you say? Wicked? Uh, how do you say Luigi's brother? Mario. Okay, you say it right. Yeah, uh, like, I'm not a true I know some friends it's from like, the New York Mario. area. They go, they go Mario. Mario. Uh, oh, nothing yeah, wrong a... with that. Yo, it's, so many of my teachers growing up. Are you playing Mario? Are, Are you, you playing, playing Mario? Mario? <laughs> I say, go to your rum. 
Yeah, it's different. I'm, it's, it was I'm Pokemon mixing. and Mario. The, 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 kid, the teachers couldn't get it. Uh, well, that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel. We're going to be back next week with our reaction to episode three. But don't forget to check out our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. You can follow me at EA Voss, follow MT at Mastertainment, follow New Rockstars, subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. We're going to close with our favorite moment from these first two episodes. Magic